0: Welcome to Somebody Date Jen and Kyle, the podcast where two people in their 30s are on their quest to find love.
1: I am Jen Sanford. This is Kyle Marshall. We're here with you tonight to talk about love and the quest to find it, because we certainly can't.
0: No, that's, it's true. We, that's why I said the quest for love. We have not found love. Nor will we probably ever find love. I'm talking about myself now, but uh, the quest, the quest is what the important part of it is. Isn't it? When we're talking what? about podcasting. I'm digging a hole, Jan. I'm so Kyle, sorry. This I'm saying is, that I'm not, not going to find love.
1: Well, well then, can you start again? Let's make it better to affirmation. Yeah. If you're listening to the podcast, good for you. Welcome to you know episode 7000 of Kyle saying the same damn thing every every week which is hi i'm unlovable while then proceeding to say an hours worth of lovable content if you're listening to us on cjsw radio 90.9 welcome happy wednesday thanks for being with us on this magical journey of two people that uh yeah
0: sad sacks are us stop it I feel we need to get a better like call sign we we we, we are like uh K-Dog and the Bear at 90.9 FM. God, I hope I'm the bear. You are. You are, yes.
1: Yeah, so listen, we're totally unqualified, but we're on the quest to love. Thanks for joining us. uh, Let's just get right into it. You want to do a warm up?
0: I am doing my deep knee lunges as we talk. That's gross. I am so in it. I'm so warmed up.
1: The question is, things you can say to your professor that you can also say on a date.
0: You know I'm so bad at improv, right, Jen? Like this is just not my forte. <laughs> just but, um, give it
1: your best go here. Things you can <sighs> say to your professor that you can also say on a date. Do
0: you want me to go first? Obviously, yeah. Will this be on the test?
1: Oh yeah, you are bad at this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. I think I have a. I think I have a good one that I'm thinking up here.
1: Okay, um, I would say um, you can't believe the things that i would do for extra credit
0: Ooh, i don't enjoy group projects
1: oh that's a good one <laughs> um i like it better with the bow tie on <laughs> just for all those all those old old movies
0: <laughs> all my professors and all those bow ties <laughs> how about uh i i don't think i deserve that d <laughs>
1: Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I like that one a lot. That's great. Oh yeah, it kind of wins.
0: Okay. Well, one of the big things is is that if you listen to us on a weekly basis, not just here on Great Ninety Point Nine CJSW, we have a segment that we normally do called the Relationship Scorecard, where we kind of. Keep people updated on our fumbling ways through our dating life. So I think there is some background we need to give to people if you've only been listening to us monthly, because we fill in a lot more information when you listen to us weekly. Do you want me to go first, Jen? Sure. Yeah. So here's all you need to know. This is all you need to know. My dating life is a mess. We made the comment here a couple of weeks ago. It is kind of like a fantasy novel where they have like that those pictures in the back on how like the fantasy houses all fit together. That's basically what we have to do. There are kind of these uh, three-ish people that kind of keep coming in and out of my life. The main ones, I guess, that you have to know about are New York State of Mind, someone that I met on Hinge here a few weeks ago and have gone on a few dates with since then. My issue with them is. Personality-wise, great fit. But I'm not really feeling that spark. Then we have someone called Flight Commander. And Flight Commander was someone that started as a relationship on Tinder. And what we've kind of discovered there is he kind of flies in and out of my life when it's good enough for him. And then uh, there is this kind of, like, crash and burn thing that happened with an old flame from a previous job who invited me uh, out to group sex, which never actually happened so i think those are the three which was a
1: fake out and i'm still mad about it
0: mm-hmm. so those are the three things you think you need to know about to understand the next following conversation
1: kyle's missing one so let me go through kyle's missing one because he's got a crush yeah but i'm not,
0: I, we don't have time we don't have time
1: he's got a crush that we is do have outstanding a crush. and every week i'm like it's never gonna to happen
0: to... it's a oh stupid dream gosh. that's never gonna work out so it's it's stupid to even discuss so yes, Kyle's, those one of
1: those, Kyle's one of those people who like bought a copy of the secret and rather than manifesting the goodness, he just uses it to prop open the door in the summer. That's everything you need to know about <laughs> Kyle
0: and his relationship scorecard. My secret, my manifestation is that this thing is not going to happen. So I'm going that to manifest that. That's terrible. Why to do to you do happen? that? No
1: one's going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> if you just are like, <laughs> I'm on the out. quest to They've find love and I can't. That would be like, can you imagine you doing like a DIY video for like, Home Depot you're like today we're going to build a deck, but I can't. so thank you for joining me. <laughs>
0: well, DIY is a good segue because that's basically all I got this week is some oh, DIY nice. so, <laughs> so let's run through the table. New York state of Mind feels like he, they are drifting away. It's a him. he is drifting away. We had made plans uh we we know, had gone and I'd gone over to his place a second time to go and watch a movie. Seemed to go okay. There was like tentative plans, maybe to do that again the next weekend. And then the classic Kyle move happened, oh which God. is I got busy, which everyone does. So you can see where this is going. And now it's been a week and a half, and neither of us have texted each other. So that feels like it's kind of in this weird limbo area where I feel like it's a detente where <laughs> neither one of us wants to make the first move because we're waiting for the other person to do so so yeah that's that's the one that's in kind of a weird place okay any rebuttals it feels like you need to say something
1: well i just say like you need to start to date like marie kondo if it doesn't spark joy you need to just let it go let it pass thank it for its time and then let it go
0: um i look forward to hearing about your scorecard (laughs) because i feel like that's something that you don't follow yourself but okay fine hey
1: don't pick on me.
0: That's New York State of Mind. Flight Commander came back in my life this week, though, Jen.
1: Oh, he had ghosted you for a little bit.
0: A little bit, right? If you have been following along at home, you may remember... And the home game. If you play the home game, he had sent me that text, right? Which is basically synonymous with, like, you up, question mark, and then we banged, and then <laughs> we haven't really talked with each other. I want to get the exact... The exact verbiage. Oh god, here. he's got his I'm phone up out. My Tinder he's app got
1: his phone out.
0: He texts me at like one in the morning this past weekend. Yeah, that tracks for him. And says, "You want to f- tomorrow?" Question mark.
1: Whoa, that's aggressive. Do you like that, or is that too aggressive for you?
0: <sighs> okay, uh, this is going to be a broader conversation. This is going to sound like I'm deflecting, but I am going to answer that, but wait like 30 seconds and I will get into this. Honestly, with New York State of Mind, there was, um, I don't know how else to say this, but I wasn't able to perform in the bedroom with New York State of Mind. I just got this mental block and it just didn't really progress or happen. I don't know if I, I don't know, I don't want to be mean, Jen. Uh, I don't know if I found him the most attractive.
1: Okay. That's okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, but that's the hard thing is like the personality was there. Like I was really enjoying the time we were spending with each other, but not physically. So this comes up and like... I
1: disagree with that because I think if you were really enjoying the time, you would have spent way more time with him.
0: You were kind of fine. That's true. You were
1: kind of fine when he kind of ghosted you and then you were moving on to other people. You were kind of like, meh, whatever. I think if you really were into this guy, you would have been a little more verklempt that he wasn't... He was ghosting you and kind of wasn't in step with you. I think you would have approached it with way more. You're talking about
0: New York State of Mind.
1: I'm talking about everybody. I'm talking everybody. I'm oh, thinking if gotcha. you, like, yeah. you were really good with sort of like the passage of time that would occur between your hookups, and I think if that was the case, you probably weren't super into this guy.
0: Sure, I I, I, th- I do think Flight Commander is kind of the inverse problem that I have, where I find him super attractive, but I don't really love spending time with him. <laughs> that's just kind of where it comes down to anyways not to get super gross about things because I know I'm me but uh, I was super horny okay I've been super horny for like the last three weeks because I haven't been getting any and I was like you know what yes come on over I'm flagging the plane down. You're cleared for landing. Come on in, flight commander. I
1: hope you didn't say that. Honestly, can I just say, I hope you didn't say that. No, I didn't. I'm I'm
0: just using it as a metaphor because of his call sign. Anyway, so we made plans. He comes over. We're sitting there. And kind of two red flags for me. Well, one red flag for sure. One that was like off-putting. First, the off-putting thing is this. is like He starts off the conversation coming in. He's like, why are you so nervous all the time? That's what he asked me. (gasps) Ah Oh, I would <laughs> was like, well, that's that. not going to make me less nervous if you call it out like I that. Know. And then it was like, it's just the guy who like totally didn't show up one night when he said he was going to come over. I know. And then pretends that that never happened. But OK, I'm the nervous one. And then he's like, well, I have to meet friends for drinks in 30 minutes. So I guess we should do this. I'm like, oh, <gasps> that's the most sexiest thing I can think of. Put me on a time limit. That's great. Great for me. <laughs>
1: OK, so did you just be like, OK, get out?
0: No, of course I didn't, Jen. Really? Because i a, a, a slut for punishment.
1: <laughs> okay, so what happened? This happens?
0: is also, this, this is the bigger red flag.
1: Kyle's filibustering. Here he goes.
0: He is super into sexual things until he gets off and then doesn't do anything afterwards for me.
1: And I'm, no. and I'm not even
0: joking when I say he, get, he got off and then he just laid there. Literally. Just laid there, and I kind of had to finish things myself. Like I was like, <gasps> "What? What's going on? Nothing. I'm no small talk. Could. No nothing. Didn't touch nothing. And then he's like, "Well, got to go," and left. I was like, "I don't think I want to do this again. I feel gross." I'm surprised <laughs> like you. This. I'm surprised so. you
1: finished. I would have been like, "Get out! Get out!"
0: Well, I needed it. So, <laughs> so, so that's <laughs> that. my
1: favorite thing about you is that you're like, "Listen, anybody in my position would have done what I did." Thanks. Thanks for coming out, Jen.
0: <laughs> My middle name is Desperation, Jen. No, oh, so stop. I kind what is
1: wrong with you tonight? To stop it. Quit it.
0: I, we went and watched a romantic comedy. That's what happened. And like it's so sad because like, well, that's never going to happen for me.
1: Um, you, being in a, you being in a dramatic love affair with chatting Tatum is never going to happen for any of
0: us. So move on, buddy. True sure enough, sure enough. Here's the last thing that happens, Jen. The person who invited me up for group sex.
1: <gasps>
0: t- uh, Text me out of the blue.
1: And I hope you said don't ever fake out group sex. I drove to a-
0: for this. We're gonna bleep out the the city name, but yes, <laughs> uh, I did drive there. She, it's a she. I, if you don't know by now, I am a bisexual man. And she starts off by saying, "I've been drinking tonight." So great <laughs> way to start off a text chain, I know. Great,
1: I'm over three.
0: Yeah, and, and she goes like, "Sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it verbatim again here because I can't remember. I want to be very."
1: Cal's phone is uh, way more exciting than mine. Oh. This is this is my takeaway. <laughs> Your phone is way more exciting than mine.
0: She's I'm so I'm so drunk right now. I'm kicking myself for when you came to visit, I should have come on to you.
1: Oh that's, that's what that's she I writes. I hate this. I hate this. Like the I know like the I post-mortem. know post mortem. Oh no. Go on, carry
0: on. I respond back by just asking the question, why didn't you? And then because I was also drinking that night, I was a little bit uh, forward and I'm not going to read the rest of the text chain because it is very triple X rated about other things that we talked about. Anyways, we got each other off through text is what I'm leading up to here. We went back and forth, super hot and heavy, sent pictures back to one another, to each other. And uh, yeah, we uh, got each other off that way. If I'm ever back in their neck of the woods, apparently it's all ready to go. But that's what I was like to believe last time, too, so I don't know if that's a 100% to, for sure. Anyways, this is the weirdness that is my life right now, where it's like, no one, like, none of these is an actual relationship, it feels like. Flight Commander is leaving back to Vancouver here in a few weeks. This person's married, so it would be like a one-time only thing. The other guy's like, I just, I'm not feeling the spark there, so I think it's probably better if we just don't continue talking with each other. So, I'm all in a panic.
1: In a panic.
0: And I've been talking for 15 minutes. So
1: in a panic, I know this is the most Kyle's ever spoken in a row. Um, OK, so <laughs> I this is this brings me to, to what I've been thinking about as you've been talking. And that's the, like, let's be honest that this is this is the quest to find love. You're just mm-hmm. finding body parts that bring you pleasure at this point. Like, yeah. at, at what point are you like, are you kind of relieved that you're getting all this noise out of your system? Like you've got one person who's in a committed relationship who wants to invite you into group sex. That's something fun. Like you have a series of rocking chairs. You have something fun to yes. do, but it doesn't take you anywhere. Like, are you kind of happy to be getting this noise out of your way so that you can kind of get refocused on like what your actual goal is, which is to find your person. Yeah.
0: I mean, this this feels like the life coach thing, right? Is like some in order to get to the positive, you have to get through the negative or something like that. I, I guess there's a little bit of that there. I think this is what most people do in their 20s, which I did not have the experience of because I decided not to date anybody in my 20s. So it feels like I'm getting through all of this weirdness, dumb stuff because I am in a position almost becoming 39 years old. And I want to be in the committed relationship i don't want to be doing all this stuff because it feels like i'm wasting my time yeah to, I, to find what i'm really wanting
1: well let me just put a button on it you feel like you're wasting your time let me be the first to tell you you are you are
0: <laughs> sorry you are sure and that sucks
1: because you're like and, a very and Kyle, you
0: are a waste of time is what no, my follow-up is
1: will you quit it stop it that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is like you the thing that you most desire you're kind of in the way you're you're in your own way to get it
0: yes yes How's your relationship scorecard, Jan?
1: Oh, I'm in my own way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What a great segue.
1: I know. Um, So my relationship scorecard is very simple. Just as we were getting ready to launch this this podcast 35 episodes ago, I met a man that looked a striking amount like the modern-day depiction of Jesus Christ. And... I went on, I continue to say, and Kyle is has some beef about this. I continue to say that I'm going on dates with him. I'm not dating him. I'm just going mm-hmm. on dates with him. But it's been like. I feel
0: like that's fine <laughs> for the first two months. After like five, it's like, no, you're like dating now.
1: It's <laughs> uh, not yeah. going
0: on dates anymore.
1: Yeah. And it's, I'm not certainly making it easy because the other day he was like, yeah, it just, yeah, my girlfriend's over. And I was like, oh, is she? I can come over another time. And he's like, I'm talking about you. And I was like, we're. Oh, that's not I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. So the thing about me is that I am on the quest to find love, but I continuously find myself in very committed relationships and trying to get out, like get out. And I I don't know why I do this. I don't know why I do this. I do believe, unlike Kyle, that I'm very lovable.
0: I do want to say that it's a, we are a good complement with each other because you're always trying to get out, and I'm always trying to get in. <laughs> that is <laughs> right. like the push and pull of this. And podcast. in the meantime,
1: we're both trying to get off, so like it's just, right, exactly. it's just a mess, really. But so I'm trying to navigate this relationship with with a man you'll hear me refer to as Je- just we just call him Jesus because we want to protect his identity we don't want him to be mobbed by people, obviously. And so I I'm in this thing and he's kind and loving and very lovable and all those things that I like. and I'm just having like a like a complete if I think about it like minute by minute, like it's 8 of pm. I'm in this relationship until 9 p.m. We're going to watch a movie for an hour. And then at 9 p.m. We're going to have a snack. That's to 9.15. Like if I can just move it into compartments, I'm fine. But I've started to do this new thing. And maybe you can tell me why, Kyle. So do this new thing where I wake up in the middle of the night when I stay over at Jesus's house. And my only thought that I have is I have to get out. of And so then I like quietly get dressed and leave. I have driven home at three in the morning, four times in a row that I've stayed at his house. Mm. Like, and he's really good about it because he knows that there's like something clearly wrong with me. He's like, listen, um, it's like when you leave change or bills on the bedside table, like I, you can't. And then I keep, then he made a compelling thought where he was like, what if you were in an accident? Nobody would know where you are. Or if your vehicle broke down, like I, like, what, like do you have a plan for this middle of the night, like this middle of the night departure? I don't know why I'm doing it. But I wake up in the in the in, it's like two, between 2:30 and 3:30 a.m. and my only thought is ah, I have to
0: get out of here. If you want me to give you your, my armchair psychiatry <laughs> to you, this is something that is a recurring theme, which is I think the moment you get into a committed relationship, you feel like you're losing yourself, and so as soon yeah. as you get even a step close to that, it's like nope pull the ripcord. I'm my own woman. I'm going to my parents' house. (laughs) I'm just putting it out there.
1: I have to say that I try, like I'm trying to do it in such a respectful way. Like my, like I, the other day, my, my dad's like, what are you digging for? And I was like, oh, I'm digging for WD-40. And he's like, what's it for? And I was like, oh, when I leave Jesus's house in the middle of the night, his door creaks and I want to wake him up. (laughs) dad's like you don't want to wake totally him up as normal. you ghost him as you smoke bomb out of there in the middle of the night you don't that feels like a bridge too far you want to be more quiet i'm like i don't want to wait yeah him. i think
0: it's it like- might be more respectful i think your dad is onto something here i think it might be more respectful to actually invest in smoke bombs that way at three in the morning it's like hey jesus boom spoof more a bunch of smoke and then you're just gone
1: i know i i have to smarten up because i think it's starting to hurt his feelings I think
0: yeah, I you know, understand why.
1: compared to your experience where the guy just gets off and lays there and you're like, well, this seems rude. I have someone out there who just wakes up and rolls over and it's just a cold sheet oh. in a cold bed. And it's like, <laughs> oh, she just left.
0: Yeah, she's gone.
1: But I have to tell you that I'm trying to be more social with Jesus, like come mm-hmm. out into the light. And he had a big birthday and I planned a little birthday party and I asked Jesus, like, what would you like to do? Like, let's do something absolutely spectacular. And he was like, I want to bowl. And I was like, oh, another reason why we're not compatible. That's fantastic. And so I never bowled. Wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. stop, stop, stop. Why are you anti-bowling?
1: I've just never done it. I've just never done it. Oh, and I, I thought see. we would do something fat. Like, I thought it'd be all dressed up. I bought this little green jumpsuit. I was like really excited for like a night on the town. And he's like, yeah, I want to bowl with my whole family. And I was like, "Ah." Uh, pass. Like my immediate thought was like, Oh God, how do I get out of it? How do I get out of it? And so I, I sent a text to you and I'm like, Hey, Mm -hmm. listen, I'm really nervous. And I'm feeling like I have to do this thing that I'm I'm not good at because I've never done it before. And it's with Jesus and his whole family. And that feels totally because I'm a two-time survivor of in-laws Right. I've never been liked. Oh, gee, I wonder why. And so I said to Kyle, like, will you, will you, can you come? And Kyle was just didn't even hesitate. He was like, yeah, absolutely not.
0: I want to fact check you here in the moment. You did not text me. You phoned me. You that actually is true. called me on the telephone.
1: That's true. Because that's <laughs> what like, you do you when you're desperate. need to desperate. come here. That's what, that's what a millennial does when they're desperate.
0: And I like to stick the knife in a little bit more because I was like, not only can I bowl, I have my own bowling shoes and bowling balls because I'm a fucking yeah. loser. Oh and, and But no, I am not coming. I'm Hi. not coming to your bowling yeah, party. No. I feel like th- the fifth wheel of a relationship, I'd be like, there's no like, way this is cool for me to be here.
1: This is, this is how Kyle makes decisions in our friendship. I'm good at it. <laughs> I have my own equipment. I know you're in distress. Screw you. That was like, that was the, (laughs) that's the chronology of the type of quality friendship that I've cultivated with you. Uh, Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. this transitions me into what I want to talk about this week, which is.
0: What was your score? What did you get?
1: 12. I don't know. I was just hucking them at one point. I knocked (laughs) over a pin in another lane. Obviously it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare because you can't put a person in that kind of stress and then expect them to be successful. People have studied Mm -hmm. this. So this brings me to this, what I want to talk about this week, which is this question. What would you be willing to do for a friend? And I want to say that we, I watched this clip, Kyle and I both did independently of Mm -hmm. one another, then frantically texted one another and was like, this feels like content. There is a TikTok where someone submitted a question called the bro job. Here it is. And while I appreciate the compliment, I sense a deeper motive. Like when he straight up asked if he could give me a blow job. He's What's been a- subtext there? <laughs> <laughs> he like, mm, the what does it he mean? Ones. So maybe I should just let him give me a bro job to equal all the
0: times he's been there for me. If one of you two came out as gay, would you let the other one <laughs> suck you off for experience? Thanks. Love motorcycle. P.S. Come to Wales. I come to Wales all the time. I, w- I watch. So this Wales.
1: brings me to like a compelling question, which is when we think about like the quest to find love and the quest to be sexually fulfilled and the, and the quest to do all of those things in the realm of love and pleasure, what role do our friends play in helping us to actualize the, the, the sexual beings and the romantic creatures that we want to become. Kyle, your thoughts.
0: This is well, OK, for, I, I need to know what question I'm answering first, because I think you've asked three. <laughs> sure.
1: This is this is the question. This is the question I want to I want you to answer. What would you be willing to do for a friend?
0: Right. So the the weird answer I have to give to this is <laughs> it depends on how close of a friend we are. I, I feel like if there's any sexual thing we're talking about here. It would have to be honestly the the two opposing extremes, which is like they are like My best friend, or it's like they're like acquaintances that I kind of know, and anyone in between, I'd feel way too awkward. It's like I see like every week or every other day, and now this has been brought into the relationship, and I just don't think that that I don't want that to be part of this thing that's a part of us. I don't think I'd be able to have that separation quite so much. I would go up to and including sexual intercourse, though. Is it would be my answer to your question
1: for a purpose, right? To help that person Mm -hmm. fulfill something or to learn something. Yes. You've mentioned to the before, it's not a secret. You've talked about being a late bloomer and you've mentioned before that you have a fear that a lot of people say, like, oh, you must be very experienced. And you're like, I don't really agree with that. So, in the spirit of like raising your sexual collateral, would you ever say to a friend, like, help me to be better or give me more experience? Like, would you, would you go down that path?
0: Thousand percent no. A thousand Why? percent no. I would never feel I would never feel comfortable asking that of another person for me. This is just me. It would be way easier to go and ask a complete stranger that question than to ask somebody that I know. Is it the fear that. of rejection? Uh fear of rejection. And I. <laughs> there's actually a few different things. M- maybe fear of rejection but I think more than that is that I've been in friends with benefits situations a couple of times now, and I always find that they end awkwardly. Or at least the two times have ended awkwardly. So I'm using that as my data set. Uh, the I think the third option is that I prefer to be in friendships where... I never have to think like, oh, they secretly want to bang me. I don't know. I just don't like having that thought in my head. It's like these friendships are totally platonic. I'm a non-sexual being when I'm in these friendships. And that way I never have to uh, uh, try (laughs) In, in that other manner.
1: You know, I I I tease you often, Kyle, because people will say in this podcast, like about our podcast, like, why don't you two just date each other? And I always find it <laughs> exciting when you always answer that question, you always start with ew. You're like, ew, no. I'm always like, I don't think the ew is necessary, but to be truthful, yeah, I'm comforted. aggressive. Yes. I'm comforted by the ew because I know that it's just not on your radar. I'm coming, I'm cycling back to that question though. So to recap, sure. so this the, the scorecard on this issue is that if somebody asked you, you would be like, I'm happy. T- I would be interested or willing to help you out of a sexual bind.
0: Yeah, depending on what it is and a bunch of other things, but.
1: But you would rather be waterboarded than make the request yourself. Did I get that right?
0: Yes. No, you're you're right. Like I just would not feel comfortable approaching a friend or even an acquaintance with that question or that uh, request. This is why I don't know. I find this so embarrassing i guess in many ways even though i consider sex work actual work i have had that thought cross my head like maybe to become better experienced i should just go to like a a prostitute or an escort of some kind just to have the experience and go through that process oh, just so you can't that i feel alone. more confident yeah you
1: can't be the only person where that thought hasn't crossed mm-hmm. their mind so let me ask you this kyle have you ever helped a friend who wanted to become better at something sexual or was in a sexually related bind.
0: No, no. How about you? Uh,
1: Yes. Yes, I have. And I'm about to tell a story of my friend, Sarah, and she's going to just freak out that I've told the story. So my girlfriend, Sarah met a man and she's like, he's the one, he's the one. Mm -hmm. And what I love about Sarah is that you could always tell how much she was into a guy by how much effort she put into like preparing her body for enjoyment. Mm -hmm. Because if she was like, mm, I'm not sure about this guy. And I was like, when was the last time you shaved your legs? And she's like, uh, who's president now? You're like, oh, you're not into this guy. But she really liked this guy. <laughs> and so I think she, her, her her, prerogative was to bring everything down to hardwood. So she phones me, bring everything down to hardwood. So she phones me and she says, what are you doing? And I could just tell that there was like something not right. And I was like, I'm at home. What? what? And she goes, I need you to come. I need you to come over here. But I think my door is locked and I'm telling you, just break it down. And I was like, oh, my God, what's, <laughs> what's the matter? I'm just telling you, come here. And if my door is, in fact, locked, just break it down. And, and I was like, OK, like, are you in danger? And she's like, no, but I have one percent phone battery and it's going to go dead. And I just need to know that you're coming. And if you can't come, that you're sending someone. And I was like, OK, I'm on my way. And you can just tell by like that, you know, when people are super calm, you could just tell it's not a great situation. And I just get, I just get in my vehicle. I, I drive down to her apartment and like the door's unlocked. So I'm like, okay, well, that's one hurdle. And I'm like, Sarah. And she's like, I'm in the bathroom. I'm naked. And I'm like, okay, I'm coming in because, you know, women, we have more fluidity around like we pee together, we hang out together. Sex in the city has made us one people. And I open the door and she's just quietly, like calmly in the bathtub. And I'm like, hi, hello. And she's like, yeah, um, I need you to help me get out of the tub. And I'm like, what's the matter? And she proceeds to tell me that she decided to do a home waxing kit. So mm. she put on the wax on her, you know, cash and prizes her special area, and she put on the wax. Her showcase
0: showdown. That's right.
1: (laughs) And she ripped off one section and was like, forget this. And so she's like, Mm. I have to get this wax off. I have to get this wax off. I'm not going to be able to rip it off my body. I'm just not. I just can't. I'm just going to. It's so painful. and It's not working. And So she gets in the bathtub and she she just runs it super hot in the spirit of trying to get all the wax Mm. off. And what she does is basically adhere herself to the bottom of the porcelain tub
0: oh my god <laughs>
1: and she can't pull it off and she and if you think mm. about what's in the tub near you like you have nothing hard to try to so,
0: yeah you can't grip yourself on
1: anything, out yeah. and she can't pull herself off like it's she's super adhered to the tub so she just managed to have her phone near her which is a good life lesson for all of us single people she just phoned me I, and sorry. she was like
0: i can just imagine if this was happening to me and the first thing like I'm going to die here and this is how you're going to find me. And it's going to be so funny for people, but so terrifying for me.
1: Yeah. It's like Elvis Presley dying on the toilet, eating a ham sandwich. It's like the worst. So she calls me and she knows that I'm the type of friend that's going to come, which is a badge of honor, I will say. And so then I'm like, this isn't just going to be like getting her out of this tub. This is going to be like, I'm doing the manual labor to get her Out of this tub. So anyway, I won't go into all the graphic details because this will be our last episode if I do quite confident, but (sighs) it involved um, a lot of prayer and a butter knife. And the fact that she did not get her damage deposit back when she left that apartment. The story is there that there's certain things that should be done by a professional. Like that's just a shout out, Mm -hmm. um, you know, to Frilly Lily, not yet a sponsor. But I think that, you know, for me, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't bat an eye. Like I had to see all the parts and I was like, well, this is what you do for a friend. And it feels crazy to me when I hear people like recoil at that. And they're like, oh, I would never I would never do that for a friend. And I was like, well, then you're not my kind of friend.
0: Yeah, no, that's nothing that you said in that story would make me like I would. I would definitely do something like that. It was embarrassing if it was time,
1: time, time out, time, time out. Are you telling me if I phoned you? And said, "I've stuck my vagina to my tub. Come and help me. (laughs) That you're coming over to my house
0: and helping. Don't make it seem like that hasn't happened already. Okay? So, like, let's be fair."
1: I want to know seriously, are you coming to? I would do me that, yeah, one hundred
0: percent. You're not as, you're not asking me to have sex with you. You're coming. You're asking me to help you out of a of a jam. Yes, I would definitely help out in that situation.
1: That is so heartwarming to know. I think it's bullshit, and then we but would that's would hard. Never
0: speak of it again. See, we would never speak of where it again. That's we would defer
1: because I would use it in a sentence. I would be like, "This is my friend Kyle. He helped <laughs> us get me out of a bathtub, totally naked." And you'd be like, "Oh my god, Jennifer, he doesn't. Care. He's he's." He's the he's the popcorn guy at the theater. He doesn't care. Stop telling everybody that.
0: And I would then be just like. I know how she phrased that sentence makes it sound like I was naked. She was the one that was naked. I just want to point that out. And then I would lean back out and get my popcorn and then start eating it.
1: I think you know me well enough to know every time I told that story, it would just get bigger and bigger and bigger Mm -hmm. and bigger. It was me
0: and the Rockettes all stuck in the bathroom and he (laughs) came. And he did a whole musical number and then he got me.
1: Well, that's very heartwarming to know that you would scrape me off of a bath bathroom.
0: Would you, if I somehow adhered my scrotum to something with like crazy glue, you would come and help me?
1: With absolute pleasure. I would. Because I would see that as a badge <laughs> of honor. I would see that as a badge of honor. And then I would text all of the people that we know in common and be like, I was picked. I was picked. Not you. <laughs> I was picked. I was picked. cows in a jam. And I was picked. I was picked. Yeah. I um I, mean, I yeah, that's the that's the story of my friend Sarah in the bathtub. I I'm laughing because somewhere she's listening and mortified.
0: Mortified. This is the type of thing though, I need to hear the people that are listening to this, your own stories of helping friends, lovers, anything in between out of jams. So if you want to send your story to somebody date jen and Kyle at gmail.com, that's Jen with two N's or go to our socials, or go to our website, please do, because I want to read do. all of them. And we'll, we'll we'll read some on the air in a future episode. Jen, do you want to go to the fishbowl? Yep. Great. Let me pull this bowl over here closer. I'll take my own keys out of here. Um, Jen, we have a full fishbowl here this week, so I hope that you have gotten your professionalism in check here as we go through these questions. So, nope. Number one, how do I make friends with benefits work?
1: I don't know. But if you figure it out, can you come on the podcast and explain it in good detail?
0: You know, I have mentioned how I've had a friend's benefits here a couple of times. Um, have you ever had that same situation? No. Are you opposed to it?
1: Yeah, y- Yes, because I will just fall in love. I would just I can't mm-hmm. keep it separate. I'm just like, let's let's get married and make each other wildly unhappy. Like I always can. Con- <laughs> it becomes about conversion. I got to convert it. I'm like, well, if we're friends and we get along and now we have the sexual chemistry, have I tipped into... I think I've seen so, too many romantic comedies. I, it's Let's tip it yeah. into being the real thing, right? It becomes too much of a compelling story. No, I think Friends with Benefits only works if you communicate up the front and keep communicating all the way through and you can't have a ton of feelings about like what's really That's going on. That's the thing.
0: That's the thing. That's the hard part because as soon as you bring... Your, your sexual life into this it's really easy for some people to attach those feelings and the, and the hard part is if you are the person that starts to develop feelings because you're having sex with somebody, the entire purpose of friends with benefits is Lost. to really just use each other's bodies for pleasure and I think that that's where the disconnect always comes from right like it always starts and it sounds good. it's like, oh, we're gonna you know have fun with each other we're going to get each other off it's going to be so much, it's going to be so good there'll be no emotional attachment and it's just here for the pleasure of it but then you do it enough times it's like well maybe do you want to like watch a m- watch a movie and it's like the one person will say no absolutely not please get out of my apartment and then you start to internalize that as if you're not worthy of watching a movie with the other person not that i have experience with this
1: <gasps> did you have a friends with benefit <laughs> you so you've mentioned you had a friends with benefit situation but you've never really talked about it did it end really poorly
0: Never, not in a knockdown, but yes, the la- very last time it happened, the, the one that I'm thinking about.
1: Wait, there was more than one?
0: Jen, don't don't derail the podcast, okay? Wait, we so, I don't <laughs> know how
1: many were there.
0: Two, there was just okay. two. Um, I wanted you to be like 80. But yes, 80. The, the main one that I always kind of am referring to, though, I went in with improper expectations. I will admit to that because I had feelings for them. I communicated those feelings and said that that's what I wanted to have and they were the ones who suggested Why don't we do this thing instead? You know, we got to the point where yes, I was coming over We were having sex with each other and then it was like basically so can you please leave? I'm like this doesn't feel great. You know you're just grabbing your clothes like see ya and then driving home alone for 25 minutes and you're like I guess Guess is what love is.
1: Kyle, (laughs) Kyle, stop.
0: Oh, trauma is fun, isn't it, Jen? Okay. Um, here's question number two. Question number. This didn't answer your question at all. I apologize. Yeah, we suck at this. It doesn't work though. (laughs) Don't do it if you think it's gonna work. I'm jealous of my girlfriend's, uh, just a platonic female friend. Her sex life. I know she's having the kind of sex I want to be having. How do I get her to teach me? What she knows.
1: Ask her. Sorry. What's hard about this? How is this a question? How is this a question? Just ask her. Ask her. This is the thing. I really do see sex as like a social currency. I don't know why. Like, we're all having it. We all want it. We're all doing it. And we never talk about it. We just never talk about it. If, if you're, for, obviously, you know, she's having good sex because she's talking about it. So why is she allowed to have it be liberal about talking about it? But you can't, you can't be part of that discussion. Right. I don't understand this. It seems like asymmetry of like the social currency of sex. I think if she's talking about it, what is wrong with just saying? I, I'm envious. I'm envious of what you have. Will you teach me what you know? How do I get what you have? And Kyle's always the first one to say successful people ask for what they want.
0: You do need to ask for what you want. Um, I mean, the only thing I would also push, I mean, I guess, obviously, what I'm understanding is that your friend is actually telling you this stuff. But I would also caution with everyone kind of embellishes their stories, I feel, when it comes to this sort of thing. So, like, maybe she's saying this, but is it all it's cracked up to be? We don't really know unless we're party to that, to those relationships. So I think it's one of those things where, yeah, it sounds great on the outside, but maybe maybe it's just run of the mill. Maybe you're having as good of sex as she is. I can't you believe that
1: that's what you read into this question that you're like, nah, she's probably exaggerating anyway. Don't pursue it. I'm like, no, it's I think a liar. You should. <laughs> What? I just, why would you go there? Why would you go there? I think that if she's talking about it, you can ask about it, right? It would be like, mm-hmm. if you're like, yeah, I'm having this really weird mole removed. And then people are like, oh, tell me about your mole. And you're like, it's private. You're like, well, you start, you started it. What's better? You, you said it. Yeah. If they're talking about it, you can ask about it and be confident about it. That's what I say.
0: All right. Well, next question is, last week I had sex with my friend and now he's blocked me on all social media. What do I do? Oh, God. (laughs) Jen, what does what does they do?
1: This question is so cringeworthy, honestly, because don't we all fear this? Right. That like I. Yes. I. Yeah. I. Oh, boy. This is this feeds into every insecurity I have about being.
0: This is also partly why I don't want to have sex with friends is this exact thing. It's like, exactly. oh, they regret it. They've now blocked me and I get no closure on it.
1: Exactly. And you've lost a friend, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I I don't think that there's anything that you can do. I think if you'd like to send one, I I, I was going to say if you want to send one final message, but he's he's blocked you. So I think you just move on.
0: Yeah, I'm wondering if. Text message is also blocked. I've assumed so, because you can do that too on your smartphone. But maybe you gotta do that one Hail Mary text just to be like, hey, like we can talk about this to make this less weird, but yeah,
1: but then you gotta leave it alone. You get one Hail yeah, Mary text yeah, and then you, you have to one. leave it alone. And then you have to you have to try not to own it. You have to try not to own it. Like I've I've talked in previous um episodes about how like I get really nervous about being bad in bed. So I look for these validating events that are like, they just reinforce my deepest, darkest insecurities. Don't do that. Don't go down the rabbit hole. Like, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Just keep going. Just keep going on your journey. Find people who are honest and open and sexual mentors. Like, just don't sit in this awful reality. Just keep going.
0: This is a good segue here, Jen. And I also feel like you ask someone to write this question because it, it it's like exactly something i talked about here a couple of weeks ago which is how do i get better at sex there's only so much you can learn on youtube i have a lot of guy friends do you think it's appropriate to ask them to help and what would that look like question mark
1: I think you should answer this question.
0: I'm not good at sex. That's what, that's what, that's actually not. Who says, I, who? I, I, who I says get, that? I get so into my head about this anytime that sexy times happens. It's like, I am bad at this. I am bad at this. I had a person just lay by my side, Jen. Did you not hear my story I told here 40 minutes okay, ago? Okay, but
1: that's not because you're bad at it. That's because that guy's a jerk and he's proven to be a jerk at many, mm-hmm. at many turns. Like, let's not, let's not. Mm-hmm. Go down that path, right? That guy's a jerk, and that's why he does that. That's a separate thing. You have said this before that you think you're bad at sex, and I would like to know what proof points you actually have to that. Because, like, I'm looking right at you. Look how red (sighs) in the face you are right now.
0: I am. I'm so embarrassed when people ask me that. Like, we have a podcast
1: about relationships, and you're like, can we have a podcast about relationships, but never talk about sex? And I'm like, uh, have you met me?
0: Yeah, it's, I always feel like my mother is like in the same room. I'm like, I am so embarrassed to be talking about this. <laughs> I mean, I guess I have to. I don't know. I don't have any proof points, Jen. That's what you want me to say. And it's the truth. But I don't have any proof points. Yes, yeah,
1: so you have no proof points. You've just decided that that's brand Kyle. And so you might be a direct beneficiary of what this question. I do
0: have this shirt that says I am bad at sex. So Let's I mean,
1: stop it. But you might be a direct beneficiary of what this question is asking, Mm -hmm. which is that you feel like you're struggling, but you have a lot of guy friends and maybe it's time to ask for help. Maybe this is a new challenge for you, Kyle. I'm
0: going to go to one of my married guy friends and be like, hey, do you want a bone? Just for help. I just want some help.
1: Well, this actually raises an interesting point. Actually, you might have already answered this, but let me just ask it more pointedly. We're friends. I have certain things that I'm not very good at, that I know I'm not very good Mm -hmm. at, that I've received a report card that I'm not good at. You have low self-esteem because, Kyle, Uh and would you ever, if I called you, would you ever answer that call? Would you ever, if I said, Kyle, like, okay, we know you're going to scrape me off a bathtub, but if I called you and said, like, let's get together and figure out what we're good at and what we're bad at. And we'll just have sex all day. Would you answer? Would you, would you heed that call? Or would you be like, would I be blocked on all? This would be the Jen, final episode of somebody date. No, Kyle. I would, I
0: would, I would take the phone call. I would answer the phone call, <laughs> but my answer would be like a thousand percent. No, I, I could not. I could not do that.
1: Why not? Because, you know, I would be honest with
0: you. No, I know you would be, but is I that the problem? don't want, th- <laughs> that might be the problem. Honestly, that might be the problem. I would rather you critique my naked body than actually have sexual relations. And this is not like a, a criticism on you yourself. I just don't want that to enter into our relationship in any way. That's fair. <laughs> like in any way.
1: That's fair. But what if you, what if it meant that you would be, you would have more confidence for your next, for the people that you really want to be having sex with? I don't know how to say this in a nicer way. What if it was like the boost that you needed mm. to feel more confident? Because I know you trust my opinion.
0: I I, I would need to see some peer reviewed research that says oh, that is what would happen. <laughs> and then I would probably consider.
1: That's a great answer. I love that. Well, if it's any consolation, I feel very much the same. Like if you were to be like, should we get together? I'd be like, Kyle, are you all right? This is <laughs> right, um, right. Sorry. You called Jen.
0: That's my hostage one phone call. It's like Jen, <laughs> we should have sex, and you're like, oh my god, oh my FBI god. on the phone. Now. Something's taken. going on. Kyle's, Kyle's been, been taken. taken. <laughs> He's been kidnapped. <laughs> uh, my question back to you then, that kind of stems from this, is like, how did you know you were getting better at sex?
1: How? Ask me that again.
0: Well, I mean, no one is good the very first time they have sex. Keep like, literally, no one. Okay, fine. You were like an eight out of 10 the first time you had <laughs> sex. But at some point, you kind of like, you know, with more experience, you get more attuned to give pleasure, receive pleasure, all that sort of thing. You know what gets you off and
1: you get more confident,
0: you yep. more confident. Like, at what point were you like, oh, like, I know what I'm doing. Like, there had to have been a moment where you're like, oh, like, I can I can do this.
1: But isn't that human psychology like name an activity where so. you get worse over time? Kyle's going to think of something. That's not the point. The point is that predominantly, like, the more we do things, the better at them we get. And so why wouldn't sex Mm -hmm. be part of that? I don't know. That's
0: just how I think about it.
1: Plus, you know, over time, like you get more comfortable with your body. You're like, well, these are my part. And this is what I got.
0: But we're talking like fifth boyfriend, sixth boyfriend, like, which what's the number? (laughs) Stop it.
1: Stop it. I've only had one.
0: Yeah. God, <laughs> my Lord and Savior. My girlfriend broke up with me because and these were her words. I suck at foreplay. This is the second time this has happened this year. The sex is terrible and I know it. I'm a mess. I'm in my head. I'm overthinking. I told my friend group about it and was surprised when a friend from my group said she'd help me to get better. What do I do?
1: Do it. Do it. But again, I'm still in I'm still in the camp from the last question, right? Like, do it. If, if there's an opportunity to get better and you feel comfortable, what is mm-hmm. the problem?
0: Yeah, no, I kind of agree with this. Unless you have some other huge red flag that you don't want to do this with this person, then I don't see any problem... Allowing them to help you through this. This is going to sound like the dumbest humble brag in the world. I am like the weirdo who very much enjoys foreplay. Because that's like the recurring joke that men don't like to do foreplay. But I actually really enjoy doing that. So,
1: Do you do do you do you more foreplay when you're having sex with women than when you're having sex with men? Or are you pretty even across the board?
0: I think I'm even. I th- Yeah, I think I'm even. Mm. I would say I'm even. So like I'm talking like 30 seconds and then we're into it.
1: Let me tell you about foreplay with Jesus because it's really, really, really hot. He looks at me and just goes, I'm ready.
0: I have risen. Um...
1: (laughs) Oh, would that be hilarious? This is why I love you so much, Kyle. This is exactly why I love you, Kyle, is because you have just spent 30 minutes saying that you would you absolutely could never possibly do this with a friend. And then somebody writes in exactly this question and you're like, you think you should I think you should do it. And you know why that's funny? Because I wrote this question and put it in the fishbowl because I knew you. you would say I knew you would give exactly the advice that you would never take yourself.
0: This is the true cognitive dissonance that always happens with people. You're great at giving uh, advice to other people, but terrible at giving it to yourself. I know myself. I would be a nervous wreck doing this with a person that I knew and I would not enjoy it. So if this person communicated that, if this person communicated that, I would have said the same thing. Well, then don't do it because you'll be a nervous wreck and it won't go well. But if there's nothing preventing you from doing it.
1: I know you well enough to know that I think you, w- you would be a nervous wreck for exactly one minute and then you'd be like, wait a minute. I'm too curious. This could be fun. I mean, not with me. Mm-hmm. I think you would be like, Bleh. but I think like with other friends, I know that there's friends in your friend group that you'd be like, I would yeah. I would give this a go in the spirit of getting better.
0: I, I there is four of them that I can think of actually right now.
1: Really? Fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Also, what's your dad doing? Can I-
1: oh, gross. <laughs> I just blew the audio. I'm looking at my screen. I just blew the audio. Oh, gross. Uh,
0: (laughs) My good friend's friend is really into more dominant, submissive sex and talk about it every now and then. I'm so curious about it, but I want it to be a safe space. Do you think I should ask him if he would show me how it works? Does this put my friend in an awkward spot?
1: Ah, again, the friend of the friend thing.
0: I do think you should ask your friend first, personally, but...
1: I do think you should ask your friend first, but I'm just, I'm just mindful that I, I want to state, like, I'm a very conservative person. I'm like very selective about my body and what I do with my body and who I let be part of my body. And I'm just realizing with every single question you've asked me in the fishbowl, I'm like, do it, do it, get in there. (laughs) Like, what's wrong with me? Get in the muck. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Every single question. I've just been like, do it. Do it. Do that person. Do that other person.
0: Here is a thing, though. It, like, if this is I don't know how else to say this. Like, actually someone who is in the um, BDSM like, subgroup of, of uh, sexuality. What am I trying to say here? If it's someone who's actually into BDSM, then those are very, very clearly labeled safe spaces. Yes. Where there is usually safe words, No one is doing something that they are uncomfortable with. If you do say you're uncomfortable, they are going to back off. So, like, this is, like, the perfect person to do this. And not just, like, I'm dating this guy who wants to whip me. No, it's like, no, we are... You can go to places where it's going to be way more welcoming to, to express this part of yourself.
1: Yeah. They know you, they know what you're trying to achieve. They know that you need to create Mm -hmm. a space to explore. Yeah. I, I, that's, I like that Kyle. That's great advice, man. I love answering questions from this fishbowl. I'm always amazed at the great questions that we get. You can submit your own questions to the fishbowl by visiting our website, Kyle. That's n dot com, and you'll scroll down and you'll see a giant fishbowl, and you can just submit your questions right then and there. You can also send us an email at somebodydatejennandkyle. jenndoublen at gmail. dot com. Don't feel like you need to wait for a theme. Sometimes we've built whole entire episodes around a single fishbowl question. Submit your questions. We want to hear them. And we're eager to give you our very unqualified kind of bullshit advice. But we're here for you.
0: (laughs) That is true. That is true.
1: This week, my burning question is as follows. And you kind of tipped into it, Kyle, is aside from your friends, would you ever hire help to get better at sex? So there's a Washington Post article about a guy who put out a Craigslist ad saying, I'm a mid 30s man and I am happy to give advice. I'm happy to to, to basically be a sexual tutor to you. And I'm STD free and I'm safe and this is this is just about like I like to have sex and I think I'm very good at it and I think if you don't fall into that camp I can help. And he had great turnout. People were like, "Yep, I'm in for that. That's something I would do." And you can read all about it in the Washington Post. My question to you Kyle would you ever take advantage of this this ad if you saw it?
0: Um
1: See, this is a really burning question, isn't it? This is a good one.
0: I know. The the only way I can answer this question is with a maybe. Um and I wish I could be more concrete than that. I do have a very healthy fear <laughs> of uh of STD transmission. And anytime someone says, like, oh yeah, for sure, I'm STD free, I'm like, I kind of need proof of this fair. That, that you are that's fair but yeah i think I, I i would be down for this i think i would want more specifics it wouldn't be used, it couldn't be as general as sex it would have to be like i'm gonna make you super good at blowjobs or i'm gonna make you super good at whatever a certain position for some reason i think that would get my interest up more than being like i'm just gonna make you better at sex as an umbrella term
1: but you would consider it
0: i would consider it yeah yeah how about you
1: yeah, I mean, I share your concern about sexually transmitted diseases. I also think that this could be like a great pathway to be murdered, I do think. Um, so I oh, think about that like yeah. as a woman. I'm like, oh, risk registers pretty high on this. But I
0: do. There, th- there was actually this uh, early, uh, the, I guess, internet and now actor personality, Jeffrey Self, who I've adored for years and years and years. He did this um, one man show down in L.A. called My Life on the Craigslist. Uh, back when craigslist was a thing and it was all about <laughs> him doing random hookups with guys from craigslist really uh, yeah yeah it was a really fascinating it was a really fascinating show but that's what he said like yeah for every at least back then and we're talking like 2008 2009 era of the internet it was like mostly good interactions but like one out of every 10 was like oh like he roughed me up and punched me in the face and <gasps> like no. it did not end well oh my god. So yeah, it's a concern is what I'm saying. Like that is a terrible concern.
1: Yeah. So aside from like all the risks of it, if we want to be a fulfilled, oh my God, I'm on a path, I'm on a collision course to being canceled, Kyle. But if if we're on a quest for true fulfillment and we have, you know, education that helps us to become qualified people in our workplace, and we've got training that helps to be cutting edge and we've got self-help that helps to make us feel fulfilled. Why wouldn't we look to something like this to be sexually fulfilled? And maybe it's because like I'm I'm 39 so I'm as a woman I'm technically right into my sexual prime. And I think don't worry Kyle your sexual prime was like 16 you're done. But I know, exactly, for, I'm done. For me, I think that if you're on the quest of fulfillment, what would be wrong with saying I need help to have fulfillment in this area? Especially for those people who are like, I I can't sustain a relationship. I don't want to sustain a relationship. This is about me and my quest to fulfillment. What would be wrong with something like this? And you know what I find interesting is that two years ago, I would have been like, um, no, gross. Get me out of here.
0: I cannot wait for you to try and run for public office. And this audio was actually cut out against you.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yep.
0: I, my theory, Jen, there is more and more stories of people like, how do you meet someone? Younger generations, especially, yeah. right? Like all we know is doing texting and Instagram yeah. or direct messages in whatever app of choice that you have. We don't even talk on the phone, right? There's, I, I've referenced it a few times, um, but the Aziz Ansari's book Modern Love talks about that. It even you know, five or ten years ago when that book was published. How hard it was for people at that time to even just carry on a conversation with someone that they were interested in dating that wasn't text based first. Yeah. So I'm I'm so curious. I wonder if this is actually going to become a more much more common thing over the next decade, where it's like, hey, do you want to be taught how to do some of this stuff, just so that people feel comfortable?
1: Yeah, and it's it's like to explore um, that
0: because they haven't been on a date or they haven't had that opportunity.
1: Yeah, just to take it down the life cycle, like you know for you know, forever, like midwifery, having a, you know, having a baby outside of a hospital was like this totally ad hoc. And then it became like this Mm -hmm. formal service, right? It got a certification and a credential behind it. What would it look like if sexual education, like the actual act of sexual education went down a similar path and became like a service oriented
0: I matriculated in boneology, uh, so I'm. Uh, yeah,
1: but maybe, yeah, but maybe sex workers are trying to tell us like it already has, but like you know that's yeah, such enough. a seedy under, underbelly to it. But I, I think it's a fascinating I think it's a fascinating thought. Uh, I'm interested to know what you guys think. You can answer this question, tell us if Kyle and I are full of shit here tonight. You can reach us on our social channels. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Somebody Date. Let us know what you think.
0: And of course, a huge thank you to CJSW, your campus radio station, 90.9.
1: Campus and community radio. We are K-Dog and the Bear.
0: <laughs> and the Bear.
1: <laughs> Thanks for joining us. It's so great to be with you. Best of luck out there. Stay safe out there. And we'll see you soon. Good night.
0: Bye. Bye.